0: Man, don't you know, how am I gonna pay for my family? You're gonna get a job! Well, the love fest is over. (laughs) The love is over, my friend. We have had a honeymoon of 10 shows, and it is over. No more love. No more love for the stupid church people. We did get some love from some gay people this week, and all you gay listeners out there, we're so glad you're tuning in. (laughs) I've I've heard we're like all the rage in the gay community.
1: (laughs) So, That's because you're
0: on the show, Steve. <laughs> no, we got, a, we got a cool comment from somebody said, from a growing legion of gay fans. And I was like, cool, we got gay listeners. So we, so rock on, you gay people. <laughs> 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 we love you. Um, and then we got some um, uh, love uh, slash hate mail. Not hate. I wouldn't say it was hater. There weren't haters. The last comment was a little hateful. A little, little, little mean. But we're so excited that they're listening. Oh, yeah. Uh, the gay people are listening, and so is Tim Bedner and uh, Tony uh, from the Emerging Church Group. Um, yes, we don't. They they really don't have a group, I guess. I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. So I don't want to piss anybody else off right now, because uh, we're trying to we're trying to reach out an olive branch here. Because I think I think we said something that pissed him off. Evidently, Josh,
1: what did you say? It must have been you. <laughs> well, it probably was me. And I'm, now I'm already getting excommunicated out of the emergent church. And now. you weren't even in. I wasn't even in. Apparently. <laughs> so
0: so uh, yeah, you're you're out already. Oh. Uh, before we can, we were out churched. So we've got a theme going on. We got gay people coming out. We got uh, out church people getting kicked out of yep. something that they're not even in. I mean, it's a crazy world Dang. we're living in today. So um, I,
1: I still love them, though.
0: Yeah, you know, we got a couple of comments, and, and uh, so I hope you guys are listening this week. Because we, we just want to clear something up. Um, uh, there's a comment at the end. Basically, we were misinformed, evidently, about some things, and uh, we are uneducated. Which we totally claim to be.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've never claimed to be an educated <laughs> exactly. Man.
0: Edumacated. Yeah. I've never claimed to be memeducated. but um, but I did go to school, and and that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, once I went to school, and uh, took me uh, took me eight years to cram. I mean, took me eight years to cram four years worth of education in. So uh, that's I okay. Did, I did good. But um, no, anyway, I think we've got some we got some comments about being misinformed and what the emergent church church has nothing to do with. Um, And and it says for two guys who are talking about the stupid, it would be good if you did some homework and discover that there are lots of people having this conversation for years. And it's only recently that it's become popular. Well, you know, you're right. I I guess I am. I am stupid. I didn't know it had been going on for years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've only been in church work for. Uh, over 25 years, and so I had no idea anybody's talking about doing something new. <laughs> my God, how how ignorant of me! You're laying the sarcasm on pretty thick. <laughs> no, but I I mean, last week we talked a little bit about a brief history of the recent church and how things have been talked about, and I and I dug up an old book this week that we'll get to in a second, an old book that really uh, changed my life back in the early 80s. So yeah, people have been talking about this since night since 1980, at least the book that I have. Uh, talks about it very clearly, and um, and then we got down to a comment from a man named Tony. Yeah. Uh, maybe you want to elaborate on that, Josh, since I think that one made you really happy.
1: Tony, I mean, he he's written a couple books. He has a, a bigger name out there, I guess, and maybe it makes him feel good. Oh, go back to it. I want to read it. Yeah, go ahead. He says, Tim's right. You dudes truly don't have any idea about the Emerging Church. I read your book, buddy. And I guess I'm just not informed. Um, You really will sound less foolish if you do a little talking to people other than looking at a few websites and lipping off. It's sad, really. Wow. I felt punched in, a, in the <laughs> gut a little. It's like, man. man th- that. Well- Christ's love at its best right well, there. You know,
0: being from Minnesota,
1: he's oh. got a little bit of pin pinup energy there from now, being in the in the in the winter okay, land there. Eh? I read his book. Um <laughs> I think he's missing the point. Oh, I've read other people's books, his friends. Adventures are missing the point. Brian McLaren. Um I've actually been talking about this emerging or changing. The the name we use has been changing every year now. Um Actually, with a good friend of mine for years. So this isn't just a fad for me. I'm kind of pissed off about his comment to the point where I want to do what, you know, in Hollywood, what celebrities do when they have a little disagreement. We'll have a fundraiser.
0: Okay. okay. What's the
1: fundraiser about? Fundraiser. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll raise money. Mm-hmm. We'll fly Tony out to Southern California. Where it's warm, Tony. Where it's warm. <laughs> Your and brain can kind of... Yeah. We'll, we'll give you a Speedo and you can walk around the beach. <laughs> um, seriously, and all we're going to do is you and I are going to have a boxing match. Cool. like The like,
0: Emergent Church Boxing Match. <laughs> that would be cool. Like, throw down gloves and... It, uh, you know? I saw Tony's picture on a website. He looks like, he, you know, he's yeah. like The Shining, you know? <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> my.
1: And, uh,
0: Look no, who's home, but, but Johnny. The thing is, Here's is I
1: have read Tony's stuff and I'm, I think we're on the same page.
0: What's neat about it is, and you know, we've been joking here, Tony, so yeah. it, it's okay. We it, still you love know, you. We're having yeah. a little fun here. You know, uh, seriously, I don't have to back off of anything that I'm going to say, but but the point is, um, I am backing off a little bit because you do look like you might kill me if I, if I cross you wrong. You know, you, you got your gun rack in the back of your truck. You might just blow my head off. Goodness. But, but no, Tony, seriously, I mean, I mean, I'm thinking this, that there's an olive branch going out here because I was just reading you're throwing down the gauntlet. And man, I can't think of anything that you're saying. That's what we didn't say last week. We're calling for pastors to resign. And actually, if you listened to our earlier broadcast, and probably you did our other podcast, we talked about people stop going to church right now. As a matter of fact, I've been trying to do that—not going to church as much, and actually getting involved with with people that uh, need uh, Christ's love in in a real way. So, so I, I think what you said in your throwing down the gauntlet—and I'm excuse me for reading a few uh, 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 for reading a few websites here—probably uh, doesn't educate me. But I did go to your website. So I thought I'd read something you said, and it's powerful what you said. So, Tony, here's your kudos, man. What you said right here is very powerful in throwing down the gauntlet blog. It says this, I am becoming more convinced that the emerging church movement has more in common with liberationist thought than it does with the Reformation. That is, we are on a quest to unmask how the gospel has been used to serve the often oppressive interest of those who are already in charge. Comments from those in comfortable positions of power are to be expected, for they show the subtle ways in which we will be marginalized. But we will not allow ourselves to be marginalized, to be labeled as left, right, angry, or immature. No, we have been disenfranchised. We have taken the blue pill, and there's no going back. We must now work at the next level, building a web of support for those few women and men who are courageous enough to stand up at a presbytery meeting and walk out and not look back. Now, I don't know what a presbytery meeting is, but i got (laughs) to assume that what he means is to stand up at our churches and go... I'm
1: out of here. Exactly. I'm done. That, and I think that's what we've been saying for weeks now. See, and my, my big question with with comments about the emergent Church or any time I've ever talked to anyone, and I've gone to a couple of these Emergent conventions, and my question after the whole convention or after having a discussion is always the same. Okay, well, what is the Emerging Church? What are we doing? What's different? You know, where do we meet? You know, is it that? I don't know.
0: And the question but, I'm trying to get to, Josh, is this. It's good for me to stand up and walk out of that presbytery meeting, whatever that is, because it sounds important and I want to go to one. Yeah. But the point is, I mean, for me to walk out of my church and go, I'm done. I've taken the blue pill. I'm not looking back. Now what, now what do I do? Where are you going? Where am I going? And point me to your emerging church, please. Yeah. Where, where are we? Is there such a thing? Is yeah. there a building? Is there, is there a room I go to? What is it? What do I need to do to be a part of it? Where do I start it? Does it start with me? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, and I I don't want them to now think we're missing the point again. Well, I, because I I'm understand. uninformed. Maybe I because don't know what it means. It's gonna be totally opposite of what we're doing right now in my mind. Exactly. You know. So like what we've been saying. Okay. No pastors. You know. And you're <laughs> Just right. Quit. Um, and you know what? Let me. No let me, building. Yeah. No. No. Freaking. Building N- nothing, right? Uh, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. Now, now here's the other thing. I'm just let's, getting pumped for my boxing match. This dun, is <laughs> dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. yeah, the eye of the tiger. <laughs> no, here's the other thing. Let's assume for a second that we are totally ignorant, which is probably um quite possible. Well, just you, okay? But let's assume we didn't know what we're talking about for the last ten shows. We've at least been trying and attempting. To to uncover some things within ourselves. And shouldn't that be embraced by those in the emerging church to go applaud you guys? Because, yeah, maybe we don't know everything about the what the emergency. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know everything about the emergency merging church. I have a family, I have two kids, and you know what? I have a real job that yeah, I go to every day and exactly. work really hard and and try to make ends meet. And I don't have time to to study and, and go to school or whatever right now in this time of my life. So yeah, I'm a little uneducated
1: about the merging church. Well and let me state it right now. If you didn't get it before, everyone get it right now. We too are stupid church people. Exactly. We we aren't just pointing the finger. No. We're pointing one finger out and we got three pointing back. Amen, brother. Bitches. Amen, hey, brother. <laughs> now now here's the other thing
0: that I was thinking about about being uneducated and, and, and wondering where do we go from here? When I think about where do I go from here, it it, it is really scary. And and as I looked back over the history and I talked last week about growing up in, in in a Southern Baptist traditional background and then getting involved in the mega church movement through churches like Saddleback and Willow Creek and getting involved in all that and then seeing new forms of churches begin to sprout up around me. And then and the last couple of years or three years, guys that I know here in Southern California have started what they called, what they called emerging church groups. Yeah. and And so I looked at them and that was my history. Yeah, you're right. I don't know everything, but I do know this. The people that called themselves emerging and some of them, uh, are, are listed on your website, Tony. Guys like Spencer Burke at the Ooze and Chris Say down there in Houston. I know these guys, and I know that what they've done sometimes has 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 even failed in some ways to, to, to capture, you know, the essence of what the emerging church is because they are on a process of discovery. I went to one of the first Ooze meetings when mm. Spencer Burke started it, and I know at that time it was grasping and grappling for what, this emerging culture was and what we were trying to identify. And so I think that 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 we've all been struggling with this for years and we're still trying to identify it. I think uh, you know I think your your challenge was great. Not the boxing challenge. Although that's pretty cool too because <laughs> i like that,
1: that's creative, I'd
0: like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see you get your ass kicked.
0: But um, <laughs> I probably would I, I well
1: he'd I'm have to you. give me a couple months to train dude, I think.
0: He wears like he wears like uh uh what's that stuff called? Flannel.
1: Oh, <laughs> he, dude, so he i can't tough. compete with flannel. <laughs> no no
0: he'll kick your ass um but <laughs> but what i'm thinking is uh I, i'm thinking the challenge you said you said something about a challenge about saying i think you responded and emailed emailed our friend uh, uh, uh
1: tim better tim, yeah my big thing was just okay well explain to me what what is the emerging or mer, mer, bleh, emerging church what um makes it different why is it better um, where is it going to be 10 years from now? I didn't go this far with him, but this is still more questions. Uh, where is it going to be 10 years from now? Where was it 10 years ago? I just want to know. And we do want to talk
0: to some people. So right now we're inviting Tim and Tony to do an interview with us. A phone oh, yeah, interview, totally. and we will not bash you. We're not interested, no. and we want to know. We want to know what you have to offer. We want to hear about the emerging church. We would like our listeners to hear about it. I think they would like to hear about it, you know. And so we would be really stoked to have you guys come on uh, to the show. We're not flying you out here, damn it. <laughs> I Guarantee you that. Oh no, not way. from Minnesota, but um, only but- if there's the box match. But the boxing match is still on the table. But nonetheless, (laughs) we would also like just to have uh, a verbal interview with you. If you want to give us one, or just talk to us on the phone, we'd love to have you call us, uh, Uh, talk to us on the phone. And uh, so email me or email Josh and let us know if you want to get in touch, because that would be cool to talk to either one of you guys. Because you know what? I think we're on the same team. I think we are. And I think we're saying the same damn thing. Yep. If if we would just listen to one another. and uh,
1: Well, and I know that. I mean, because we have read a lot of... Uh, especially just what Tony Jones is, has written, um, dude. We're on the same page. We're s- exactly what you just said. We're saying the same exact thing. And and uh, I'm more than willing to listen and yeah. learn because I
0: I need to learn some things. Yep. And uh, as long as everybody else is open too, you know, to, to 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 something I might have to say.
1: Because this isn't something new. No, it's not something
0: new. You know, I went digging uh, in the storage uh this last week because i i was talking to josh this week about a book that i'd read and it's it's a book um and and here's what here's what it says this is the first sentence of the book okay first sentence of the book is this it is hard to escape the conclusion that today one of the greatest roadblocks to the gospel of jesus christ is the institutional church and i don't think anybody uh can disagree with that statement that that happens to call themselves emerging or whatever else yeah I think that statement is pretty obvious. Um, It says this, the institutional church too often represents something radically different from the Jesus Christ of the Bible. Uh, It says this, that that on the one hand, much of the institutionalized church talks to itself in a corner about how to be relevant and usually comes up with a theology that has as its unstated premise, if you can't beat them, join them. Too often it presents a theology of political and or social involvement so hopelessly tied to its historical cultural context that its demise precedes that of its promoters. Basically saying this, that this whole idea of you can't beat them, join them, trying to be culturally relevant is is a fad that will fade, is something that will eventually fail because it's tied to the context of the church. Um, And then, so let me flip over the page. The guy talks a little bit more about That we could become, you know, what the young people are wanting is the young people are wanting an experience. Give us Jesus. Give us a taste of the experience of who Jesus was. And we could do this. It says the church could present Christ, not an institution or a theology or program. The church could present Jesus, not an antiquated and adulterated Christianity. But, of course, it doesn't. It tries to brew a new wine instead of scrapping the old wineskins. And so let me jump ahead, Josh, to the part of the book that I think is the most powerful part of the chapter one. Jump away, Steve. Jump, 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 jump. All I got to do is jump, bump, bump. Sorry. All right, so here we go. (laughs) What did I do? (laughs) Here we go. Um, It's this. What would a denomination do that really wanted to become a church with a New Testament dynamic? What would it do? What would that church look like? Well, here's what it says. Let us suppose dream sequence. Okay, thank you. First, all church buildings would be sold. The money would be given literally to the poor. All congregations of more than 200 people would be divided in half. Storefronts, garages or small halls are rented as needed. Sunday school promotion and most publicity would be dropped. Small group Bible studies meeting in private homes take the place of midweek prayer. Next, pastors would take secular secular jobs and cease to be paid by the church hmm, where'd i hear that before
1: mm. hmm. <laughs>
0: they become in effect trained lay people instead of paid professionals lay people take the lead in all affairs of the church and there is no attempt to attract unbelievers to church services these are primarily for the believers and perhaps are held at some time other than sunday morning third evangelism takes on new dimensions the church begins to take seriously its charge to preach the gospel to the poor and be an agent of the kingdom of God. It ceases to take economic potential into consideration in planning new churches. It begins to lose its enchantment with suburban materialism. Now, when was this book written, Josh? 1980. It's a book called The Problem of Wineskins, Church Structure in a Technological Age by Howard Snyder. And this book literally 20, 25 years ago. shook my world. Because all of a sudden, I'm reading as a little Southern Baptist boy. Sell all the church buildings, all the pastors, as I'm about to enter full-time ministry. <laughs> all time all pastors should get real jobs. I'm like, no, not a real job. I couldn't play <laughs> ping pong. But, oh my gosh. but the point is, you know, I wouldn't get to go on any more youth trips. So no. um so I don't know. What do you think about those three concepts? Just three concepts right there. Selling all the church buildings. Pastors getting secular jobs. And the third thing is evangelism taking on real things, like your blog said last week, a community of church haters yeah. where you really get to know people that don't know, know church.
1: Well, obviously it wouldn't look anything like what we're used to on a Sunday morning. Mm-mm. I don't even know if that means there would be a Sunday morning. Um, the people involved might not necessarily be Christ followers. hmm in my mind, I mean, my prime example is my friends. I mean, these guys are searching. Right. They're the ones asking me the questions. And, you know, they've never come to a Bible study with me. They've never um, wanted to. They mm. never will. Mm-hmm. I, I believe, <laughs> I mean, I hope that someday, you know, they they want to follow Christ. They, they re- recognize that mm-hmm. they need Christ. But, right, but they're not going to come to our church. Oh, no way. As it is right but now. But they won't. And, you know, and I've said that. I've, I've told the leadership at our church that, you know, I don't know how to get them there without a keg. <laughs> That's what I've said. That's the only way that I know for sure they'd come.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. And, and so the concept of selling
0: all the churches just would would freak most pastors out right now. Like if I walked into our church and I said, here's the thought I had, you know, let's not do a church building because right now, you know, we're kind of in the midst of that whole process. Let's not do a church building. Why, why do we need one? And that's a big question I have. Why do we need a church building? I mean, what we're doing right now, we're sitting in a school facility. Doesn't scare me at all. We're renting something. Uh, Why do we need a church building? We're going to raise X amount of dollars over the next so many years. Why can't we just give that money away? Yeah, or start another another church or whatever.
1: Like, I, I almost think it's it's an ownership thing. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, it's kind of a sense of ownership. Well, it's this whole what it's, it just it, mentioned. It, it'll feel like home. Um, it's a suburban mentality, kind of yeah. like we have a home now.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's a it's it's kind of that whole concept. Yeah, of a sub, you know suburbanite. You know, we'll have a a church home now. Yeah, and we won't have to set up chairs anymore. thank god that's what people think about when they think about this um you know so so i thought about this 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 concept of of this whole idea of scrapping the wineskins you know we've got to scrap these old wineskins and i think that's what tony and tim and spencer and and uh, chris and all these guys from the emergent movement are saying we've got to scrap the old wineskins yeah and i want to go back even further i want to go back even further 55 years ago A man named Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who who many people know that are listening to this show, and if you don't, he was a martyr who was held um, uh, prisoner for his faith uh, 55 years ago. He wrote this. He wrote this. The church is the church only when it exists for others. To make a start, it should give away all its property to those in need. The clergy must live solely on the free will offerings of their congregations or possibly engage in some secular calling. The church must share in the secular problems of ordinary human life, not dominating, but helping and serving. It must tell men of every calling what it means to live in Christ, to exist for others. And what this book introduces, and Dietrich Bonhoeffer introduces, and Howard Snyder in this book, introduces a uh, a phrase. uh, Actually, it's a one word that uh, I want to bring up before we close. And it's this. The word is cataclysm. Cataclysm. You know what that means, Josh? <laughs> you edumacated person. <laughs> yeah. uh, well,
1: here you bring up your new tiger oh. <laughs> uh, benefit here of a dictionary in your widgets here <laughs> dashboard. And cataclysm means a
0: large scale and violent event in the natural world, a sudden violent upheaval, especially in a political especially. or definitely <laughs> in a political or social context. A sudden violent upheaval, and you know, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about reformation. We've been talking about revolution. Yep. And now I've got a whole new word to put around this thing: a
1: cataclysm. Yeah. I mean, let's blow this mother up.
0: Is what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it it needs to be radical change. It can't be slow change. No. It's got to be radical. I mean, when I read about Jesus, I mean, Jesus was, I mean, the liberator, right? Right, Jesus was put on a cross because of it. He was mad. He That's was right. insane. He was two guys doing a podcast and cussing and getting yelled at for it. Wait, wait, wait. Are you it, saying we're Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> we're Jesus. We're just like Jesus. Oh my the Lord. gosh! No, you but just... it, it was it was out there. It was it was so ridiculous. A lot of people didn't get it. Right, and I, I'm still one of those guys. I. I don't get it. Well, That's because you're stupid. <laughs> exactly, but I want it. <laughs> yeah. I want it. I want it so bad that it's, you know, it, I don't work. And, and I, here- I, I don't work in the church. I mean, I, I, my makeup just isn't there anymore. I, I am made till the day I die to be a Christ follower and, you know, someone who wants to reach far from God people. I will be in ministry till the day I die. But it won't be in the church. Not
0: the structured one that it is now. And my thing is this, that we cannot, we cannot, I think you hit it on the head. We can't even get what we're doing right now, Josh. Like, I don't even yeah. think you and I understand what we're doing right now. No. Except just venting, sharing our thoughts and feelings, and, and um, occasionally um, just burping and farting once in a while just to feel better about ourselves you're right <laughs> so, so I've talked a whole lot look at, look at me, I've talked a whole lot. we're looking at the at the meter here. I've just talked a whole lot, so you know what, based on that last rant, Josh, I think you should just just let us out of here, brother, give us something to go home with that we will forever be changed. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, this is Steve, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. You can call us at 512 857 9647. That's 512 857 9647. Leave some comments or, or whatever, movie trivia. We don't care. Uh, also, uh, you can email us at uh, stupid at stupidchurchpeople.com. Make sure to check out our new and improved website at stupidchurchpeople.com. You can read Steve's blog, Josh's blog. Comment on our podcast and get in on all the fun. All right. Later.